Predators versus Avalanche tonight. It is a round one rematch. And is it going to be as bad as a lot of Preds fans think it's going to be? We'll have a preview of that game. Maybe some optimism for Nashville. And what happens to our optimism if the Preds win or if they lose? We'll talk about both scenarios today in the Locked on Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor for onthefourcheck.com and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at insidethepreds.com. So we have the final game of the Preds Western road trip tonight. And it's the big one, Predators versus Colorado Avalanche at Ball Arena. Still a great name for a sporting venue. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is the first time the two have met since last year's round one Stanley Cup playoffs debacle. That very brief Stanley yeah. Cup playoff first round yeah, this nice, nice nice solid four games it was a Woo! nice something to entertain us for a week mm. uh that, that game too that was that was exciting wasn't it that's the only one i choose to think about yeah. uh yeah and uh it's coming at a time in which things could not get a little more antsy for mm-hmm. the preds faithful Let's let's say that in the nicest way possible. Uh, yeah, the Predators are coming off a very, very bad loss, an ugly loss to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they are, of course, 5-7-1 and one this season. Not at all where fans thought they would be. Probably not where David Poyle and company thought they should be. Uh, and, I mean, I just... Let's let's just kind of open the floor. I mean, is this doomsday for Nashville or is this what gets the ball rolling back in the right direction? Yeah, this this feels like that moment in those, you know, Armageddon type movies where everybody's standing in Times Square watching the big screen waiting to see if you know, the asteroid blows up. We're kind of right there before this Colorado game, because I think, like you said in the opening, if Nashville wins, there's a very different feeling, a very different vibe. It it buys a little leeway. If Nashville loses spectacularly, I think that just puts the foot on the gas for a lot of people Maybe not inside the organization, not necessarily for the people on the bench, but I think among an already revved up Predators fan base. So I feel like a lot is kind of riding on the outcome of this game. And when you have a scenario like that, you don't necessarily want it to be Colorado that you're playing. So this is this feels a little bit like, you know, D-Day, like 
who is this team going to be? I don't know. I re, I re, do we really know? Do we? And do I've been we? watching this team since 1998, and I don't think I could tell you in the 25 years of watching who the Nashville Predators are because it's a different team every single week, it seems like. Here's here's the thing. Like, I, I, I agree with you. It's I don't think whether – the, the way this game goes, uh, win or lose is going to change much about the, I, I guess, the thoughts of the team within the organization, at least not mm-hmm. right now. But right. the Preds come back to Bridgestone Arena Saturday night. And if they lose this game, that is going to be a irritable crowd in Smashville. Yes when the Preds take on the New York Rangers. Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, we had people start fire hind chants when the team was in first place. Um, like whenever That's the Preds would like lose back, even yeah. back last year when they were like in the middle of yeah. their hot run, there'd be like fire hinds chants in the middle of the crowd. Um, there's going to be probably a lot of that if mm-hmm. they, you know, stumble at home. In these next little bit, there's going to be a lot of fan discontent booing. And I think you're going to see like kind of that sort of angry something has to change vibe in the fan base. And here's my thing about that. I agree. I I don't think, you know, I, I don't think fans are running the ship, but they kind of are. And, you know, we mentioned it's like, you know, the or the opinion of David Poyle. You know, and John Hines might not be on the same page, but, you know, if you're in that Predators brain trust and you're sitting in your box at home and your fans have turned on you game after game after game, that's when it's like, okay, we can't ignore this. Like, we have to do something to, you know, quell the fan base a little bit because, you know, some of these, you know, wins every now and then aren't going to be enough. Like they have to, they would have to do something like, does that make sense? It's like, it's like, I hear what you're saying. It's not, it's not the fact that it's not, if they lose this game, like David Poyle is not going to be like, okay, that's it. At least we don't think, we don't think, but Mm -hmm. it's also going to be like, you know, it's, you know, do you ignore the angry mob at your front door and for how long? Yeah. It's very beauty and the beast with, you know, Gaston leading the way, but here's my thing. And I have been as worked up about the inconsistencies and the up and down and the roller coaster and the nuts with fudge that we have seen so far, but are we there yet? I mean, I think the, I mean, I think the fan base is getting there. I think the fan base is getting there, but do you think that we're there yet? Like, it's, it depends. Again, this kind of goes back to what we talked about yesterday. Like, how are you judging this cold run? Are you talking about this maybe just being a cold start to the season? Or are Mm -hmm. you looking back even further? A bad playoff appearance against Colorado, a bad last few months of last season. Because if you do that, then it's like, okay, we really have to evaluate what's not working here. Um, and I, I think it's super tricky 
to even do that, because here's where I feel like, and, and this is the part that's hard for me with the national predators right now, because you can take a small microcosm, you can look at the game against Seattle and you can say, you know what, this team had more high danger chances. This team outplayed Seattle for a lot of the game. This team just had turnovers that Seattle could capitalize on 100% of them. So you can have a conversation in that microcosm and say the game wasn't as bad as a five to one score leads you to believe. And then I think you can look at what you're talking about. And I think you can see it through two very different lenses, too. You could say, look, the Nashville Predators down the stretch, you know, last end of last season, man, they were really tired. Uh, UC Soros got injured in the playoffs. We didn't have our Vesna nominated goaltender and we were playing the Stanley Cup champions who were just, I mean, let, you know, they steamrolled everybody all the way through the playoffs. They manhandled the lightning in the finals. So I'm still like, I'm still trying to sort it out. And I don't know if that's the optimist in me saying, you know what I mean? Like saying. And there's, there's always a glass half full somewhere. Yeah, there is. There is. And it's frustrating with the Nashville Predators right now because you can do glass half full, glass half empty. And the bottom line is you're only getting half a glass. And and it's like either empty the glass all the way so we know what's the baseline for this team or perform with consistency so we can see how full is the glass when it comes to this team. But we've had a half a glass of something for so long. It's really hard to know, even when you factor in, we added these two amazing pieces in the off season. It's still really hard to know what in the ever loving flag dog, who is this Nashville predators team? And again, could just be the optimist in me, but I'm like, who, who is this team? Well, there is the one place where there is no glass is in the lineup card for the Nashville Predators. <laughs> and I feel like that's that's maybe something that should change. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Here's here's something on the other foot. Uh, what do you what's your mindset on this team if the Preds win tonight? If they go out and have a big win over the defending Stanley Cup champions. We'll talk about that and what we think the Preds need to do to actually make that happen tonight. That's coming up in just a second, but first I want to take a second. Mention today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football, basketball, soccer, esports, hockey, lacrosse, whatever, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those as well at BetOnline, too. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Check out the props, odds, and lines for all of your games happening tonight. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, and we've talked about doom and gloom for the Nashville Predators. Uh, we've talked about it since that Seattle game for good reason. Let's let's put on a little bit of a brighter picture. Let's be optimist. Let's get that sweet little sunshine. I'm running out of motifs here. Let's talk about what happens if the Predators win this game. Like, let's say they go out against a 
injured but good Colorado team. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, you may not have Valnis Juskin and Gabe Landeskog, but you still have Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. Yes. Uh, let's say the Predators go out there, have a good performance, and take the win. What's your thoughts on this team? Back on the roller coaster, like pull your lap belt back and make sure it's tight because you're back on this roller coaster. Beating the Colorado Avalanche, despite the fact that their, you know, IR list is about as long as my children's Christmas lists were, is still something, especially for the Nashville Predators, especially for this fan base, especially because of how badly the Predators were beaten last season. And of course, they're two very different teams. You know, Nazem Kadri is gone and Andre Burakovsky. We saw him earlier this week. So it's a very different looking team. But you can't possibly walk away from Denver with a win over the Avalanche and feel like this team sucks. Can yeah. you? <laughs> I, it's one of those things where it's like it's positive. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it quells things for a little bit. But the thing is, they're going to have to start getting momentum. Not just yes. good wins here and there. They need momentum. I mean, we talked about it. I felt like I was going to sneeze for a second. Still might. It could happen. We talked about it when they beat St. Louis. It was like, okay, that was like the good statement win. This is what can happen when a team turns the corner. Uh, we right. talked, and then you know they unfortunately couldn't build off that couple of bad losses in a row. They came out against Calgary, a good team, arguably a team that's beaten Colorado this year already. They came out and had arguably their best all-around performance of the year, and we're like, okay, this is what it's like. This is what it's like when the team can go out there and play a plus hockey consistently, and then they followed up with two very bad games again. So, you know, obviously like a win over Colorado would be huge and it would tell me it's like, yeah, again, this is like what this team could look like. This is that glass full thing Mm -hmm. you were talking about earlier, but it's going to be big. Like if they do that, I'm going to want to see them come out with that same, as you would say, juge against the New York Rangers on Saturday. That to me, and you know what? Hey, if the Predators go out there and play a great game tonight and lose like 3-2 or something like Mm -hmm. that, you know, I would be mad about the loss, and I'm sure fans are still going to be a little bit restless like we were talking about earlier. But if they do that, like if they play well, like if they play a good all-around game, minimal mistakes, and then they go out and come out and home and play that same kind of level of hockey, I would be fine with that too. I want mm-hmm. to see the performance more so than the final score at this stage of the season. I want to see the performances there. Like I want to see games on tape that you can be proud of a fan and be like, okay, you know what came out short, ran into this and this and this, but there's a lot to be happy about with this game. That's what I'm looking for at this point. That's what we've been missing. Even in some of yes. these wins we're having, you know, that second San Jose win, that Vancouver win, you look at it and say, okay, you know, they got the results, but I'm not sure if you want to hang that performance on your mantelpiece. Right. If you can go out and play solid games against Colorado tonight, against New York on Saturday, and all of a sudden you're kind of consistently playing, you know, 
four, five really, really, really good games in a row, maybe one or two stinkers thrown in there. That's fine because your overall performance is getting better. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll be happy for. That's what I haven't seen from Nashville this season. But that is what I think is needed. And that would tell me, okay, the results haven't been there, but they're go they're at least playing well. Yes. You have absolutely hit the nail on the head with with the key word for the Nashville Predators right now is not wins. It's not UC Soros. It's not Matt Duchesne step up. It is consistency. That is literally the goal for the Nashville Predators. Like regardless of two points in a game, a big win, a small win, it is consistency. And we haven't seen that from them. It's that old... Uh, is it Paula Abdul, one step forward, two steps yeah. back? Yeah. The, that's, the cat music video. Yes, the cat music video. That's kind of where the Nashville Predators have been right now. It's been very inconsistent. And more than anything, I think consistency is the answer to a lot of the Nashville Predators problems. And I think being able to gauge who this team is At this point, I'm not even sure I care where they fall. I just want to have some idea of who this team is. And we're only going to do that when we see consistent play. Here's the thing. I don't know. And we keep talking about the fan base. And again, the fan base does not make decisions. Um, But I don't know that the fan base wants to hear, be patient. But that's a little bit where where we're at with the Nashville Predators. And it's very hard, especially after losses like they had against Seattle, when the mistakes, where the inconsistencies were so obvious and so costly, it's really hard to say, just be patient. Just be patient and see what we can string together. See what type of play we can string together over four games, five games. If you look at the Seattle game, minus those pockets of mistakes, the team played fairly consistently. Like if you look at um, possession, if you look at some of the hockey viz graphs and that kind of thing, you can see that they played with some consistency, but their inconsistencies cost them. But can we just build on, can we put together three or four games, regardless of outcome, where we see what this team's play looks like? And, I, you know, it's it's about being patient. And this is not a fan base that feels a lot like being patient. No. And no, sometimes it, it, I don't either. <laughs> I mean, none of us do. It's instant yeah. gratification world now. Do, yeah. you think, do you think we'd be having a different conversation if the Preds lost that game 2-1, to one, maybe 3-1 to one with an empty net goal at the end um, than we would right now? And it's not like the – you know, the goals where it's just Nino Niederreiter passing it to nobody in particular. <laughs> it's yes. not those goals. It's just like, you know, some good Seattle, like the Will Borgen second goal, you know, where you just shot through right. a screen. Do you think we'd be having a different conversation if that game, even if we lost, if that game was closer? Yes. yes. Absolutely do. Because the inconsistency, those little moments of whoopses, cost the predators so much that it just magnifies those and you know they the team talked about it when you have four huge goals that you give away in the first period no matter how consistently you play from there on out that's an awfully big hole to dig out of i think if you go into the first period after that game and and you're down two nothing 
no, regardless of the outcome, it feels like a different game. I think when you walk out of Seattle five, one, the other thing too, is I think there's a perception about losing to Seattle based on who this team was last season and just how rough they were last season. And, you know, the Seattle's putting some things together and, and I think it's the same thing with Colorado. There's a perception that Nashville, if we go in and we beat Colorado, like we're a really, really great team. We might be, we, we don't know, but you know, it's about who Nashville is on the ice. It's not about who Nashville beats on the ice at this point. Like that's where we're at. It's not about Nashville has to be able to beat team A, team B, team B to make it into the playoffs. It's Nashville has to play their best hockey on the ice. So we have some idea if ever they can beat team A, team B, team C. We don't know, but it's a whole consistency thing. And actually consistency is something that Willie Donick talked to Roman Yossi about on the radio yesterday. Very interesting conversation and want to share a couple quotes and get your thoughts on, uh, on those in just a second, Nick, but first want to thank you for making locked on predators. Your first listen today for your second listen, you need to go check out locked on sports today from all the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports across all the leagues. You get to go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only locked on can provide locked on sports today is available on this app it's available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts so very interesting conversation on the radio yesterday willie donick um and um his counterparts on the radio talked with roman yossi we're having a card issue okay one second no you're good sorry everybody my 18 year old's car won't start um so Willie had a really interesting conversation with Roman Yossi yesterday and God bless Willie Donick. Can we all just say that? Because he's yeah. asking the questions that Twitter is spewing out. Yeah. So asked Roman Yossi point blank. Um, is this the right system? Something that everybody's talking about, the Nashville Predators, this system, we've talked about it on this podcast before. Is this the right system? And Roman Yossi said, yeah, we believe in this system. Definitely. He said, definitely. He said, we all know if we play our system, we're a very good team. The problems are not with the system. It's with mental lapses. If we play right and play consistently, we can be successful doing what we're doing. Agree or disagree? Well, first off, what else is Roman Yossi going to say there? I know. He's so sweet. He's not going to be like, this is ridiculous. But he 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 was very emphatic. Yeah. Does, does he boo Hines? Like if the Preds start losing, does he just turn around on the bench with his little Swiss accent and just go boo? That, that's my Swiss, Swiss accent. By Your the way. Swiss boo. I like yeah, it. Swiss I like boo. it. Boo. It's going to be it's very Ricola of you. Any Roman Yossi or Nino Nina rider function now. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. And it's the here's the thing about the pred system i understand what it is and it's a good system in theory like you want to be like the team that kind of forces the issue that puts you know people kind of on their back foot force them into mistakes 
you know, the, the whole thing for John Hines is you want to be the team that's tough to beat. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're not tough to beat right now. And a lot of the things, you know, you, you look at some of these bigger guys and it's like, you know, they're on the ice over some other players because they, they're tough to play against. You know, they, they force other teams and mistakes. They're not doing that. They're making more mistakes than they're forcing. Uh, you look at these guys, it's like, you know, these are where they're here because they're physical guys. They're hard to knock off the puck. They're going to, you know, kind of rattle some cages and stuff. They're getting knocked off the puck by players that are, you know, five foot ten, like skill <laughs> players on the other team. You know, you, you talk about, you know, the, the forefront, like this, this Predators offense, they're going to be free flowing. They're going to do all this good stuff and whatever. And they're not. They're getting circles skated around them. And I get what Roman Yossi is saying. It's easy to look at that Seattle game and, um, you know, look at those mental lapses and be like, that's the issue. But, you know, you go back and watch the tape from the other games, and it's, it's more than that. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's more than just a few mistakes here or there. They're just getting beat in some of these games. And that, to mm-hmm. me, that's where my concern with the system comes in. You know, if there's mm-hmm. – Look, games like Seattle, they're going to happen. It doesn't matter if you're the National Warriors. It doesn't matter if you're the Arizona Coyotes or Colorado Avalanche. You're going to have games where you just outright stink up the place. It's right. an 82-game season. Yep. That's fine. But when you look at the Preds' full body of work, that hasn't – the Seattle game has is, is just been like the, the microcosm of the mm-hmm. season it hasn't been the main story of the season. You know, mm-hmm. the main story of the season is just, you know, what I talked about earlier that the Preds aren't really tough to play against. They're getting outskated, you know, they're they're getting knocked off pucks, all this good stuff. That to me is where maybe some questions about the system come in. And look, maybe the system's fine. Mm-hmm. But then you got to find better players to fit that system because right now a lot of the players you have on that ice, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are getting knocked off the puck. They're the ones that are making more mistakes than they're forcing mistakes. So then if you really believe in the system, then you got to go back to the drawing board. And it's like, okay, do we have the right people to make this system work? Mm-hmm. And that's where the conversation comes back to John Hines and some of this lineup decisions. And again, I, I've, I've said this a million, million times, you know, Cody Glass versus Cole Smith or whatever like that, that's right. not going to fix what's wrong with the Nashville Predators right now. There are problems right. that run way deeper than either of those two guys. But right. at the Absolutely. same time, you know, like you put Cody Glass in there, a very fast player, somebody that can keep up with some of these players and who has a little bit of a scoring punch. And who could be on, I don't know, the second power play unit. Yeah. I mean, does that not kind of at least at least give you an idea of what he can do? And I'm not talking about what John Hines did where he put him on the second line and then after a period shuffle the deck because he what what was the quote wasn't playing like he wanted him to play. Like Yeah, give, or he, the moment was too big for him yeah, or something you, you like that. You got to give him like you got to take yeah. the leashes off some of these smaller skill players. Yeah. And look, you know, we talked about, you know, Phil Tomasino uh, you wanted to be careful with his development. You didn't want to put him back on the fourth line because, you know, you felt like he wasn't ready or fit that identity. He played on the fourth line all of last year with Michael McCarron 
and Matt Luff and Nick Cousins and some of these other players and did pretty dang well and looked pretty good in a lot of games and elevated those players. So mm-hmm. I, I do think there is, you know, it's not going to fix everything, but I think you, if you believe in the system, then you got to kind of reevaluate the players on the ice and what defines the identity, what defines mm-hmm. being a tough team to beat or hard to knock off the puck. Because yeah. at that point, it's like, look, Phil Tomasino or Cody Glass, they might not be grinders. They might not be like the big physical guys that are going to drop gloves. But if they're on the ice and they're controlling play and they're making plays and they're being aggressive with their forecheck and using their speed to kind of close in on guys. That's hard to play against. That's hard to play against, isn't it? Yeah. And one thing I will say, too, when we talk about the system and does this system work, no system is going to work if you give up four goals in the first period, because you can't, you know what I'm saying? And especially this kind of grinded out for checking a heart, you know, this sort of identity hockey, because that takes time. And when you go down four goals in the first period, you got a hole to dig out of and, and you are running out of time to, to slow another team down, to interrupt their play, to battle for puck possession. So could does this system work? I mean, I think we've seen in some games somewhere along the line that, yes, this system can work, but I don't think it can work when you go down early as effectively. And let's face it, that's what Nashville has done more often than they should in some of these games where, you know, Vancouver, they were able to turn it around. Seattle, they weren't. You just can't go down early. And those issues come back to that big word, consistency. It comes back to being consistent. You can't give up four goals. I don't care if you play a system where you pirouette the puck down the ice, you know, one-footed. You can't go down four goals and expect some magic system, regardless of what it looks like, to always be able to dig you out of that hole. So it's about consistent play. It's about 60 minutes. And the Predators have not had great starts to their games. So start at first puck drop, especially tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. Can we just please? Uh, Very quickly, uh, tonight's Mm -hmm. game against the Colorado Avalanche. What's one thing that you want to see the Preds do that you think will give them a key to a win tonight? I think uh, execution in in things like uh, exiting the defensive zone. I think just the zone entries and exits for me is going to be huge because it interrupts, obviously it interrupts any sort of play you want to do. It interrupts momentum. It just clean zone exits, clean zone entries. I mean, I know they, you know, I know they're going to dump it and chase it and all that kind of stuff, but can we, can we just execute well on those passes? Please and thank you. What about you? What's the key for you? It's it's, it's kind of along the same lines. I think you got to clean up your play with the puck. Uh, the Predators yeah. are one of the worst teams in the NHL right now when it comes to giveaways. Uh, they have just not been playing clean hockey. You saw it bite them against Seattle. Look, Colorado is a fast team. They are a surprisingly physical team. They're going to try to do what the Predators want to do to teams. That's force yeah. people into mistakes. 
you can't let them do that. You got to be patient. You can't, you know, sit on your laurels and wait for them to come to you and do all that good stuff. And, um, you yeah. know, basically kind of be slow pokes while they just kind of force the issue. But you also can't, you know, rush things either. You got to be cautious. You got to know where your teammates are on the ice. You got to know where the other players are on the ice. You got to make those quick split decision plays and you got to do it crisply. Yeah. There was a, there was a lot of things at once. Be patient, be fast, to be all that stuff. I know that sounds like a kind of an impossible wild task, but you know what? It's hockey. It is a game of split second decisions. The Preds mm-hmm. got to be better at those. Yeah. It's execution, execution, execution. If this team can execute well, then we can probably dive into lineup changes. But at this point, when nobody executes well, it really doesn't matter who you have on the ice until you can get this team to clean up those mistakes and play with consistency. Very, very other quick thing. Mm -hmm. Who do you think starts in goal tonight for Nashville? Oh gosh, I was really hoping we weren't this. this. I would not be at all surprised to see UC Saro single. Here's why. I know it was rough. I know it was rough, but Kevin Lankinen played two periods. Also, I think it will put a fire under this Nashville team because y'all sacrificed that darling Finnish man the last game, I mean, except for that first goal. Like we're going to need you to get that one used. But I think the team will be more dialed in because they know they let him down. Yeah. I agree. I think it's what do you think? I think it's ours and Ned. I think you got to put him back out there to try to yeah. rebuild his confidence and it's Colorado and he didn't have a chance to play against Colorado in the playoffs last year. This is going to kind of be a full circle moment for him. Well, yeah. we will see what happens tomorrow's Locked on Predators podcast. We will have your full recap of the game, whichever way it goes. So be sure to tune in for that. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefortrek.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. And be sure to follow the podcast as well, LO underscore Predators. Uh, whatever platform you're listening to us on, Spotify, Amazon, Google, all that good stuff, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review if you like what you heard. Uh, and if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell notification as well. Leave a comment. If you think uh, you want to know what's going to happen tonight, if you want to make a prediction, chime in on the state of the team. We like hearing from you guys, so drop a line. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with Preds Abs Recap. We'll see you then.